0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three of ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com.
1: What is going on, Suns fans? Just you know what? No, forget it. Hold on. Stop. Stop, 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 stop. stop. I am so excited. It's almost basketball season, Paul. Skip it. Skip Skip it. it. Skip it. Skip it. Skip it. Skip it. I don't want to do that whole thing. Ocean's over airway, airplanes. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We're yada yada the intro? Blah,
1: blah, 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 blah. Yes, I'm yada, yada, yada yada-ing the intro. Let's talk about the fact that we are, what, less
0: than 10 days away from basketball? Basketball. Ball. Can we? It's almost basketball.
1: Now I feel like I should Read restart that. because of that, but I won't because I was beautiful.
0: Because it is. Hey, almost some people bas- like my singing. It it most people
1: don't. Char. Shar is the only person that likes your singing. My son hates my singing. Perfect. It's my point exactly. Dude. 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 It is almost Sweet. basketball season. It Sweet. Is almost stop? Stop trying to put me on tangents. It is almost basketball season, Paul. We are through the FIBA, if you will, World Cup. Okay, Dave. Thank you, Dave King. Shout out. And we are on the precipice of actually watching this Suns team finally turn into <laughs> whatever it is the Suns team is going to turn into,
0: right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
1: It will be interesting. And we're going to talk... In this episode of Fanning the Flames, about...
0: This once a quarter episode, mind you, (laughs) Dave. It has kind of been a quarter, (laughs) yeah. You know what? Yeah.
1: Just because we keep people wanting more, don't fault us for that. Don't fault us for that. We are a rare gem. A rare commodity. A rare commodity in suns. We're not
0: corn. ...podcast. We're not wheat. We're oil. Hmm. Okay. We, we are a precious commodity. So this episode, we're going to talk about, well, today
1: was Suns Media Day. Yeah, it was.
0: Today and, is also
1: International Podcast Day. Oh, okay. And Paul and I were not at Media Day. No. But we've been looking at what people said about Media Day. <laughs> and so listening we'll to ta- what they've said we'll about Media Day. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. We're going to give our hot take on the New Jerseys. <laughs> Hate them.
0: And, um, <laughs> are we done with that? <laughs> No, I mean,
1: I I can get into how much I hate stuff a
0: lot, a lot. (laughs) You do that a lot.
1: Okay. we'll 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 talk about um, DeAndre Ayton (laughs) at the four. And we'll talk about whatever else might come into our demented little minds over the next 45 minutes to an hour, Hour 45 minutes, minutes. (laughs) depending on how we feel. Based on how we've started, I feel like this could go a while. Hey, so guess what, folks? Strap in. Maybe pour yourself may a drink. We may have an intermission. I hope it's. I if it's the morning, don't pour yourself a drink. But you know, if it's the morning, pour yourself a fuck drink. Fuck it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Fine. We have to remember to take breaks, though. Contractually obligated. Okay. Yes. So so, let's start. Should we the, take a break now? No 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 no. no, no. <laughs> let's start with the New Jerseys. Yeah. Okay. Paul.
0: Dumpster fire. <laughs>
1: Outside of dumpster fire, I don't know what else to ask you.
0: <laughs> why Why are the new jerseys dumpster fire? Because they're lazy. They are lazy. But why are they lazy, Paul? Because I'm not that artistic and I could have designed those jerseys.
1: How long do you think it took for them to come up with those?
0: I th- Five minutes? I feel like you give them uh, no, way too much credit. I, I, I think my problem is they probably went through a Bunch of designs, and I bet a bunch of them were awesome. To come up with, oh, let's just invert the colors of our away jersey, get rid of the word Phoenix, and replace it with the old logo, which looks weird when you center it when it's a logo that's designed to be at an angle,
1: huh? What if they? What if they? It's a forty-five degree forty-five degree angle going south to north, right? Yeah. What if they made it a forty-five
0: degree angle, north to south? So, so it goes from being a sun rising to a meteor yes. crashing into the earth. So <laughs> Which it, would be a perfect,
1: <laughs> a perfect, a perfect, analogy. Is that the right? Is that the right uh, sure. terminology for for the sun's franchise over the past nine years?
0: It was. It was. The sun was rising for the first. Forty-two years of the franchise, and now it is a cratering uh, meteor sent to destroy the Earth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've come up with something. What if what if they put like the NBA logo towards the? I guess it would be east. So it's crashing into the NBA. So we're blowing up the NBA
0: with this new Suns franchise. We're we're lighting said dumpster on fire. Hmm. Hmm
1: okay what and if you can if you can yeah and I I didn't pose this to you before the podcast so I apologize yeah. but if you can can you describe for the listeners what you would have liked the new sun's uniform to look like well first off and can we also whatever you described can you sketch it out so we can post it along with <laughs> this
0: because that would be freaking glorious I could yeah, I could try and go. So first off, not a fan of orange as a pro, as a base color. I let's, like it as an accent. Let's put that aside. Let's so put that are we aside. going to that it's going to stay, stay orange? orange. Let's stay orange. Stay orange. Okay. Well, I mean, you could easily just make these jerseys that exist already a billion times better if you took a word, even like whether you put Phoenix or PHX or. Whatever you want to do, low suns, whatever you want to do. No low suns. Yeah, I I don't like the low suns. Um, In purple, bright purple, just right there. Super pops off the orange. It contrasts, because right now with the Sunburst logo, which is also orange, but a different orange on an orange jersey. Less orange, if you will. It's just it's a little much going on there with the orange, but like a nice bright purple, like the like the um the stripes going down the side and whatnot, would really, really pop, and I think that would look actually pretty solid. It'd probably be the best orange jersey the Suns have had. Because that's the other problem I have with orange jerseys. At least particularly orange Suns jerseys. They've all kinda sucked. Yeah? Yeah. Like they've all been dumpster fires of dumpster fires.
1: Let's, can, we, can, we, can we comment about how you thought that maybe the Suns' new jerseys and new uniforms were going to be black, black n- and white with with white pant, w- white shorts, and a black jersey.
0: I did have I legit, have thoughts in my brain you, that
1: how that could look good. Did you legit think that? Well, there's something wrong with you.
0: Am I wrong? You I have legit thoughts <laughs> how that could look good. Not with like full on white shirt, white shorts, and a full on black jersey, but there, there's something that could be done there that would actually, I think, look really cool. Actually, I think a, a black jersey could look cool. I know some people are kind of against black jerseys. Are we, are
1: we eliminating the white shorts though?
0: In their entirety, yes. Yeah, I, feel like, <laughs> I
1: feel like you're gonna say again. No. You
0: you want me to sh- to design this jersey I, and we'll you, put, put you know it up? You know what? You
1: know what? Forget,
0: <laughs> stop talking
1: about it. Just. Just just design it? Just
0: design it and let you see my I, wonderfulness? I, I, oh, I
1: can't wait. <laughs> Give me a moment.
0: Got okay, it? I can't wait. It? Yes. Okay. But, you- I mean, those pictures, that jersey, it did look... Well, actually, well, legit question. Why were they in their purple jerseys with the white shorts? I am super confused by that. I don't know. And then why would they post those pictures? I think That's a fair question. Ask
1: Because ask like, it,
0: it messes with your head.
1: You know, you know what? I bet it legitimately I bet, did. Maybe they did that
0: to mess with your head, Paul. Because that is their goal in life—is to mess with my head.
1: They got one person. That's not got, that hard to do. They got one person talking about it. Yes. Mission accomplished. Here's yeah. what I think they should have done. And we're assuming base color orange. Okay. Just take the pre-Barkley era jerseys. Hmm. And purple phoenix, orange jersey. Purple numbers, boom. That's it. Simple, classic, yet yet modern.
0: Yes. I mean, purple <laughs> phoenix or purple suns? Well, phoenix, it, it phoenix. You... phoenix. It's
1: it's only... Always said it was phoenix. Okay. Phoenix across the chest. Gotcha. That's it. All right. Because then you get the orange that you want as as a franchise for whatever
0: fucking reason, reason they want that. Yeah.
1: And. You have. His some, always bring back gray. a hint of
0: classic. They can bring back what? Gray? Oh, gray. No, let's yeah. not do
1: that.
0: Well, because so, like the, the one thing that I kind of, I feel like, in the list of designers that Nike has or Adidas had or whatever, I know it's Nike now, to help create these alternate jerseys, for some reason, the Suns always draw in the in Kindergarten? Hmm. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say they're in kindergarten. Because well, they draw the short straw and get the kindergartner. There you go. <laughs> to design the uh, of everybody else. Whereas, Because, I mean, some of those, uh, like, other other teams have really creative designers. The Miami Heat. The Miami Heat. I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, those fucking Purple rangers jerseys oh, fantastic! so sick. I'm not even a
1: fan of either of those teams, obviously. I
0: would... If I was a jersey guy,
1: I would probably wear those. I hey, would probably wear those. Why not?
0: I mean, there was that one, the OKC one that they did. That was like very. It was geometric. It wasn't. I know what you're saying. It was. Cre- it wasn't like my favorite jersey, but it was creative. All right. Our jerseys have never really been creative. Never. Like I mean the the. Last year's having the Arizona flag on the short—that was kind of cool. I like those shorts. Those shorts, those are sick. shorts were those sick. Are but the jersey itself Terrible. was 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 super lame.
1: Because because the NBA had this whole thing within the past decade
0: where they're like Los whatever team, and the Suns are the and only ones that have stuck with it.
1: The only ones <laughs> that stuck with it. Why? 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 Forgive me for Ask saying why. this. Forgive me for saying this. Seems a little racist. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying it does. Okay? Okay? That's it. I'll leave it at that. Let's stop talking about jerseys, though. Okay? All right. We don't need to talk about jerseys anymore until the next time the Suns come out with another jersey that we both think are atrocious. So next year? Yeah, probably. Although people have said, like, we kind of like it. I, I've heard. I've heard it looks
0: better in person, whatever that means. It looks better on a real person than on a mannequin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's because uh, yeah. I mean that's what they all wore for the. Uh... Yeah, it, I I I still felt they looked shitty. Like they still look super
1: bad. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. And not like the movie's super bad. I which mean, you know good, what could have been like, kind of cool. Super bad.
0: Super bad. Is you have a guy who's kind of really interested in like designing clothes and things like that on the team. You know, H- how cool would that be if you say, "Hey, we brought in our guy who's got." Legit style, legit clout, hmm. and be like, "You help us design this jersey." I like that idea. What if, what
1: if the Suns?
0: Why doesn't decided... the jersey say "fucking Valley Boys"? <laughs> oh, that'd be
1: great. It looks like a cactus. <laughs> Look it like this. How about the Suns from now on say, "We will not agree that any jersey will be a Phoenix <laughs> Suns jersey unless <laughs> the players sign off on it."
0: Because the Suns players got some swag. They do. They, they know what's going I, on. NBA players these days have swag. I mean, it's not the 80s. Hey, they know what's going on. All Clearly. right. Clearly. Off, off, off. Off the jersey. Way too much Jersey talk.
1: So much Jersey talk. When
0: we've got so much else to talk about. So much
1: else to talk about. People are
0: either going to love or hate this episode.
1: <laughs> Which is different from every other episode because... I just feel like the people who normally love
0: our episodes are going to hate this
1: one. And <laughs> normally haters... That implies stuff. that there are people that love our episodes. Hmm. All right. So, okay. What do you want to talk about next, Paul? What do you want to talk about next? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Let's talk about something that <coughs> I feel... Like, has not been discussed enough, although, Paul, as we were getting ready for this beforehand, you tell me it has been. I'm going to assume that you're wrong, and I'm going to go ahead and (laughs) delve into this anyway. One topic, looking at the new players on this Suns team that I feel like has not been out there enough is Aaron Baines' ability to stretch the floor. The guy can shoot the three— He can. And I feel like a lot more pub should be given to that fact than has been given to it. Let's look at – hold on. Let's let's go to a comment he made today during Suns Media Day. He said that he's been locked in on, quote-unquote, locked in on, quote, locked in on, end quote shooting the three over the past few years under Brad Stevens. He said that Brad Stevens kind of gave him that freedom, said, I want you to shoot this three. And you look at his stats over the past five, six, seven years. Seven years he's been in the NBA. First five seasons in the NBA. He's only been in the NBA NBA
0: for seven years?
1: Yeah, well, well, he played overseas for a little bit before he got in the NBA. Anyway, first five years in the NBA, can you – Tell me how many threes you think he shot. I know you looked at it already, so you should know this. Seven. Seven! Seven threes. Seven threes in five years. His sixth year, which is the year before this last season. The year of our Lord 2018. 2017-18, but yes. Can you tell me how many threes he shot that year? Two years ago? Yes. Do the math because you know the twenty one. Twenty one is right. Good job, Paul. Can you tell me how many threes he shot last year? Then is it sixty.
0: Sixty one. Sixty one. I knew it was in the sixties. And he shot thirty four point four percent from three point range. He made twenty one, which is a weird coincidence that he shot twenty one the year before and then made twenty one the year after. Mm, that is a weird coincidence. Well done. Then, during the FIBA, FIBA tournament, FIBA World
1: Cup. <laughs> <laughs> He took 21 attempts in eight games, which is an average of just below three per game. Yeah, just a bit. And he shot 52.4%. And I get it. It's a shorter three-point line. But let's assume it's 52.4%. And, w- and, and, it's, and it's
0: lesser competition. It really,
1: yeah, yeah, sure. Yep, yep. I that's that to the USA team. <laughs> um... Let's, well, they were
0: lesser competition too.
1: Even 52.4%. Let's assume, okay, you, you step it back a foot, foot and a half, whatever it is. You're still looking at probably a high 30% shooter, right? Right. Why don't we talk about that more? Why do we not acknowledge the fact that Aaron Baines is not only coming in to be a beautifully accented, Wonderfully tough guy, bearded. Wonderfully bearded, tough guy. But at the same time, he is going to have the ability to stretch the floor. And I think this plays in part into what we're going to talk about a little bit later as well, and that is Aiton playing the floor. Because I think that James Jones has developed this roster to make sure it has big guys who are capable of stretching the floor. He's starting to play more into the current status of the NBA than perhaps prior regimes have.
0: Okay. Okay. So why, so why are they not talking about Aaron Baines? Dude,
1: whatever you Shoot. want to talk about now, Paul.
0: Well, for that, I think because it's been... Even last year, shooting 61 of them, I mean, that's still a... It's... It's not a lot. It's not a lot. But... He, and but he shot an okay percentage at it. It's enough to keep a defense honest. It is enough to keep a defense honest, yes. So... And he's, I mean, it's not like he's a perimeter guy. So. Let's assume,
1: let's assume the starting lineup is Rubio, Mm -hmm. Booker, Uh Bridges slash Ubre, whoever you want that to be.
0: Yeah.
1: Aiton and Baines. Based on our conversation right now, before we get into the Aiton stuff. Okay. You have four guys that... (laughs) Maybe not Rubio. You Actually, he
0: shot really well during the five of tournament, too. Right. Well. And, okay, <laughs> fair. But you have three guys,
1: three and a half, maybe four guys, who are going to have to keep defenses honest, right? right. I feel like that's a brilliant, brilliant way to set up this team's starting five. But and Mar- and we know they brought in guys who are going to be coming off the bench who can also
0: shoot the three. Right. Well, to... to I'm so to, optimistic. To jump ahead a little bit, you don't need to have, outside of very specific situations where you're playing against a team that plays large, like the Los, Los Angeles Lakers, playing Aiton at the... F- starting Aiton and Baines is really unnecessary because we have Saric who allows Aiton to play that five while also... While Clearly having more proven ability to play that outside more um what well, it's not power forward, it's a uh, stretch forward. And and I will say
1: I got a little overzealous there. I did say Aiton and Baines, but put either Baines or Aiton in a lineup with the three one the, the one through three guys. Right and put in Sarge at the four. Either way, right. Same,
0: same, same conclusion. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all for everybody on the court being able to shoot a three. I don't want all they do is shoot threes. Sure. But from the standpoint of whether it's Baines or Aiton getting the rebound, throwing it up, trailing, getting that top of the key three because they they came in and it was wide open. I'm really, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with. You know, them put playing the perimeter a little bit more on offense, maybe to allow for Rubio or Booker to penetrate a little bit more. To and also pulling the center out right. to allow for a little more space periodically. I'm all for that. So having the ability to stretch the floor at all positions is a great thing.
1: And the and at the end of the day. Depending on what rotations we see. If we look right now, though, at the starting lineup again, I apologize, God, I gotta of myself. If we're talking about Aiton starting at the 5, Sarge starting at the 4, Baines comes in for Aiton at the 5, or for for, for um, Sarge at the 4, or Aiton steps in the 4, Baines comes in the 5, whatever the yeah. case might be, you're still going to be looking at a situation where the Suns have the ability to stretch the floor all across the board, right at any given point in time, given you know the fact that maybe there'll be some certain lineups where I don't cheek Diallo plays. I don't know, I, th- I don't know, is he shoot three? Maybe, maybe why not? Why not? Why not?
0: Who Javon knows? Carter, maybe not.
1: I, I okay, <laughs> that seems seemed like an unnecessary shot, but I mean, right <laughs> before we go on to the next topic, because i Feel like we've done this one enough justice? Yes. Sure. Let's take a quick break. Mm, all right. Let's get into DeAndre Ayton playing the four. Yes. You know what? Can Paul, I read you a quote
0: real quick? Paul, God, please do. From James Jones. That started you. this whole dust up because apparently people can't read or listen. <laughs> Go on. This year we have from Frank Dario Cheek. We can play DeAndre DeAndre at power forward if we need to, with Aaron Baines at, as our center. We have a lot of depth at that position. That was his quote. Why did he say Frank first? That that's a whole other <laughs> question. Really Maybe because he saw Frank in the gym like five minutes before.
1: <laughs> He's <laughs> right there. He's right there. Okay, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about him
0: first. He's oh, like, yeah. but.
1: Don't the, read into that part, is what you're saying. No, the, the part people seem to forget. I'm in fact, that Suns fans weren't like, No, that was it? brought up. That oh, was, was legit really? brought up. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: <laughs> like, why was Frank the first one that was brought up? But I, anyway. I, I love most of you Suns fans. Most of you. There are certain pockets that I, I I could do without. Anyway, Paul, go anyway, on, go
0: on, go on. People, it seems that everybody is leaving out this very crucial phrase in that quote if we need to mm-hmm. this was not this was not a statement saying we're playing DeAndre Ayton exclusively at power forward. At least this twenty-four not, minutes a game. We are completely shifting our entire philosophy and making this guy we drafted at center who is seven foot two and is perfectly suited to play the center and the current set NBA to power forward so we can play Aaron Baines or some other giant lumbering stiff. At, at center like the 1990s. No, that is not what we were saying. But in some cases, like I referenced prior, where we have other teams who do placate to the whims of their stars because those stars are idiots, like the Los Angeles Lakers and Anthony Davis, <laughs> who refuses to play center, though that is his pr- his most... um Appropriate? Appropriate... And most probably successful position in the current NBA or um, – who else was it who was also doing that? Well, I mean previously um, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett were similarly treated like this. But again, this was – in that was in the 90s and early 2000s where it was mm-hmm. a semi-okay. We're not doing that with our star. But when we play those teams, we may. All right. And that was the point of James Jones's quote. That was the point of John Ayton's response: is he has played that position? He did play that position until he grew to a freaking seven foot two.
1: Well, and 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 to get some context, as and in he U- also
0: played U of A where they had that stupid lumbering center. That's what I was going to say. As U of A guy, <laughs> he played the four
1: because they had Dusan Risic. Who where is he in Europe somewhere? I'm assuming. <laughs> And realistically, Ayton probably should have played the five back then, too. But, hey, you know what? Whatever. We're not going to get into that. I'm not going to question Sean Miller outside of, you know, the whole... Losing in the first round thing? FBI investigation, whatever. That, too. It's fine. Um, but, but, but... I've brought up in this pod... Or maybe we've brought up. I'll say we've brought yeah. up, Paul. We've said in the past, no qualms with Aiton playing the four. None. Periodically, Because at the end of... Right, right. Periodically. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> when you look at him compared to a quote-unquote quintessential five, he has more athleticism. He has better ball handling skills. And as much as Suns fans might not want to admit it just yet, he does have more range. And there's really no harm in him playing... Minutes at the four. Am I saying that I want Eaton to start at the four? No, not you at all. You did say it earlier in the episode. Did I say I want him to? Oh well, <laughs> inadvertently. If he start at the four, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be entirely against it as long as he wasn't playing the majority of his minutes at the four. How about that? Um, but at the end of the day, he has a skill set that can accommodate him being. At the 4th spot. And ultimately, if, like you said, it's against teams that put in lineups where a guy who could be at the 5 traditionally plays the 4, or two guys at the 4 and 5 that are more hybrid-type players, then there's really no harm in doing it. And I think the one thing that people haven't looked into... Where I looked at it from this perspective is 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 this this is eight and one to become a better player. He wants to be as good as he can be, and if he has the ability to step out and shoot the three, if he has the ability to play on the perimeter a little bit more often, why are we faulting him for wanting to do that? I I, I for one always felt that I I wish Amari would have been able to, like, given the opportunity, been given the green light to step out and shoot three more. Because I really think, I mean, he had that 18 to 20 footer down. Yeah, I did. You really think he can't hit it if he steps back another two, three feet? Uh,
0: apparently there are some guys who can't.
1: Well, I, 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 I feel like, you know, I will, <laughs> I will share this. I remember it was probably the... I don't know, maybe the 09 year 10,
0: 010 is that a thing? O10 oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know Dave said it in the one last of, the, so one, one of the old.
1: years that the, Sun, the one of the years the Suns lost the Spurs in playoffs when, <laughs> one of oh, those years. Yeah. Um, when they were when the, when the last game of that playoff series was kind of in are already determined. Amari hit a three, and I was like, "Whoa, that's what he should be doing next season. Work on that, so he can do that more regularly next season." Never, never happened. Now, is it because Amari couldn't do it? Maybe, but at the same time, a guy that can hit that three should be given the opportunity to step out and hit that three because it just gives him, especially a guy like Aiton, who has obviously an already nicely refined interior game, just one more aspect of his game that other teams have to be prepared for and have to worry about. Right. And that helps the entire team offensively.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Well, and... I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Have you got anything else? (laughs) To give me a sec to figure it out?
1: I'm pretty sure I've laid out as much as I can about DeAndre Ayton playing the four and shooting three. I mean, and and okay, I'll go a step further.
0: He has an outside. I remember my point. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So, the the other thing I find funny about this whole conversation is it's interesting how sometimes, how a lot of NBA fans talk out of both sides of their mouth a little bit about. Mm. So much of the NBA right now has been all about becoming positionless basketball. Unless you're a point guard or a center, apparently. Then you have to be very it's defined. It's just between the two and the four, everybody should be able to intersperse. Why can't some of that positionlessness be between the four and the five, or the one and the two, or whatever you want there? You know, getting back to Booker as point, or whatnot. So, and again, it's not. That because arguably one thing that could come out of this is Aiden has shown flashes of being a in spurts being a decent uh, perimeter defender, right?
1: That's so a, that's an so I point. mean the
0: ability to switch onto a perimeter player as a center or as a power forward could be beneficial, particularly when you're playing guy when you ha- I mean he's already shown he played really well, really good defense against Giannis and LeBron. Two guys who play that power forward, even small forward position. Also, two players who want to play a position that's not really their probably best suited in right. the modern NBA position, Um, which is really funny. Well, <laughs> the well, amount of players who want to play a certain position and should play a different right. position in the NBA is hilarious. <laughs> well, and to that point, for everybody out there who hates on
1: Aiton's Defense down low, he I think arguably as we sit here right now is There's a better a perimeter defender than it than 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 a down low defender, right? Right. So shouldn't those people be embracing the concept?
0: Theoretically. Theoretically. Logically? If. Also logically? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> If you were to do that, though, I would arguably like to pair him with another front court player who is better as a down-low defender. I don't know if the Suns have that. Aaron Baines. Yes, but he is not a shot blocker. We don't really have a good. Do you have to
1: be a do you have to be a shot blocker to be a good low post defender? No,
0: no. But there's low post defense, and there's just you know interior defense, and there's dude. <laughs> Go on.
1: You're, don't mind my, don't mind my, don't mind my. You're defending guys down on my
0: obnoxious post. chuckling, <laughs> defending guys down in the post versus being a threat against guards coming into the painted. I air. see what you're saying. See, thank,
1: thank you. Now my obnoxious chuck, chuckling seems less
0: uh, on point. Yeah,
1: um, but no, I, you know, ultimately this, this team, we can sit here, we, we can sit here. Suns Twitter can sit there. Everyone can debate what the Suns are or are not going to be, what DeAndre Ayton is and is not going to be, what Aaron Baines is and is not going to be, what Frank Kaminsky is and is not going to be. There's no is Frank <laughs> Ultimately, we don't know what they're going to be until they step onto that court, which is forthcoming.
0: And In a fortnight?
1: And. <laughs> or less? And. And I've said this before. I will say it again on this podcast. I am more optimistic about this sun season than I've been about a sun season in a long time.
0: Different team. Completely different team. Completely different team. I agree. This is the optimism I've had in prior years was, in hindsight, irrational. (laughs) Okay. This year, I think it is less irrational
1: (laughs) and that is that is what it is to be a Suns fan but i think and i think if you can be less irrational than you've been in the past
0: because i have legitimate defenses for it in that they have legitimate nba players which is really that's that's the whole thing they have you know instead of this who's our starting point guard the mvp of the fiba tournament Exactly. Um, Ricard Rubio.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, that but I brought that up only to prove your point.
0: The worst Wait. signing in free agency, according to certain people, in either the media or some other voting body that means nothing. What's the what's what's the moral of
1: this whole discussion, Paul? The Suns are great. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm 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 very optimistic. <laughs> Let's calm down with that. But the moral of this story is the Suns have improved. The Suns have pieces that they can move around to accomplish whatever goal it might be that they, have. they and, have. And and I say that. I say that meaning not meaning obviously the goal is to win a title. But I'm saying within the construct of this team and this season. We can look at Multiple different angles saying this is what the Suns are trying to do or this is what the Suns are trying to do, but they've put in place pieces that give them the opportunity and the ability to accomplish whatever goal that might be. If they want to stretch the floor and have enough guys out there at any given time that will give them to be able to do that. They've accomplished that with this roster as it is on paper. If they want to play a game where they've got at least one or two guys who are going to be presences down low at any given time, they've put on paper together a roster that's going to give them
0: the ability to do that. So... If they want to go small with a bunch of switchy, rangy defender guys who can all shoot the three and also can create... They have the ability to do that. So...
1: We as Suns fans, this is a message. This is a message to Suns Twitter. Because I've been outspoken about Suns Twitter. <laughs> Thankfully, I have not gotten the backlash that perhaps I could have in the past. And possibly deserved
0: me- at certain points. <laughs> and
1: definitely deserved at certain points. This is a message to people out there on Suns Twitter or anywhere who doubt every single move the Suns make. Come at me, bro. Yeah, come at me. That wasn't the message, but yes, come at me. Tell me why I'm wrong. But at the same time, let this new regime, let this new roster, let this new coach have their opportunity to show you what they can do and what they plan on doing before you fly off the handle and... They automatically case scenario, everything is horrible. The Suns did this. I can't believe they signed Ricky Rubio. Oh, my God. We've been pining for a point guard for a decade. A decade. We got a point guard. Everyone's like, oh, they signed Ricky Rubio. That's what they're going to do? What else you – All right. Let's take a break. I'm going to get all mad.
0: Let's take a break. You're going
1: to? That wasn't mad. I wasn't. No, I wasn't mad yet. I'm working up to mad. <laughs> I love you, sons. Paul. Yeah. Last two segments. Okay. Your call first. Go.
0: What are the options? I don't know. You tell me. Um, what are we looking to see come out of training camp? Oh, it's very broad.
1: Yes, it is. Yes. What What are you looking to see to
0: come out of training camp? Um, I'm just looking to see how the roster or uh, the the rotation shakes out. Um, You think think it's going to come out training camp though? I mean, I well, I guess the initial like thoughts of it probably will be of like, I mean, obviously we have a pretty good idea minus one position in the starting lineup of who's we
1: we know who the first
0: six are. We know who the first six are, and we probably know who the first. We know that we know the top eight of the team. Okay, but I'm anticipating a ten man rotation, probably, maybe even. I don't think we'll get into twelve on a regular basis, but ten man rotation. So who who steps up and gets those last two spots? I mean, I know it's kind of it's kind of stupid to be like, okay, "Who's your ninth and tenth man?" But I mean, those guys can be pretty important, and just who and even though like. Ninth and tenth man will probably only get like ten minutes apiece. Who gets? Who's gonna get those spots? Who's, oh, okay. I mean, this isn't D'Antoni where they play seven guys. Okay. Well, okay. Six. Let's
1: you. let's let's establish a little baseline here. Yep. we got our first six. Yup. We've got Rubio, uh-huh. Booker, Bridges mm-hmm. slash Ubre. Yup. Aiton. Yup. Saric. Yup. Baines. Yup. And? Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Okay. That's your top eight. So then, who are realistically, from your perspective, in play for the last... We'll go ten deep.
0: Okay. So, I think there's a possibility that we would have have somebody who's a more traditional-ish power forward getting minutes... So it'll be interesting to see if they want to, if the Suns want to go with Kaminsky for the shooting or Diallo for more of like the defense kind of shot blocking. Because Diallo is really the only, I mean, Aiton has the potential, but he hasn't really shown it yet to be a shot blocker. Diallo has. So if we want, if we need that defensive change of pace, and that's what we're looking for in that second unit. I could see him possibly sneaking in and getting that power forward spot. The uh, the other spot that I think we could see um, somebody getting minutes is the the point guard spot. Really, I mean, because obviously Tyler Johnson is kind of entrenched there as a combo guard, so he can play either the one or the two. And there's a possibility that, like, you know, depending on the lineup structure. Um, Bridges could, or Oubre could shift to the two more so bridges, but I think there's an opening there for like maybe about 10 minutes, a game at the point guard spot. And it'd be interesting to see if like a Ty Jerome or, uh, is able to secure that spot or does a Kobo weirdly shine and maybe take that spot. I don't know. He may not even be on the roster. um, Javon Carter, I keep forgetting he's on the team, but maybe he shows something because they want something maybe from a more defensive perspective, similar to what uh, Melton used to give us last season. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of point guards on the roster. That's weird. You know, you think one of them is going to crack their, like, you know, what, 11 through 14 on the roster is point guards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I You know, and I see I see the Suns looking at, you know, if we're, if we're going – You know, the additional two deep, three deep. I think that Ty Jerome's absolutely gonna get minutes. I he's just he's too perfect for this system. (laughs) The system, I don't know what the system is. Yeah. (laughs) But he's too perfect in, in terms of what he brings to the table to not earn minutes. Right. He as we've said on this pod and has been you know, publicized elsewhere. He came in as quite possibly the best pick and roll guard in the draft this year. The kid can shoot. The kid has a winning pedigree and I can absolutely see him getting minutes in that, in that back court. When we start looking at the mix of Kaminsky Diallo and you didn't mention him, but Cam Johnson, yeah,
0: I, I just
1: thought of that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think it depends on how, frankly, the year's going to a certain extent. Well, yeah, but I, also I, I'm, how they, I'm thinking how they, about how but, they but they who show, gets the spot show, coming out of
0: training camp. I, I, yeah.
1: Like, you know, if they, we're going to go 10 deep. They, they they brought in Kaminsky, obviously. Diallo came in late. I think that needs to be taken into that account. That doesn't mean... They, I think it needs to be taken into account.
0: If they, wanted, if they, wanted, if they
1: wanted Diallo in front of Kaminsky, then Diallo would have been in before Kaminsky. Again, that's management, but, not coaching. But, but I I think, from my perspective, I would give Cam Johnson minutes over both those guys. I could see that. I just would. But again, we look at it from the perspective of what, is, what does a team need at any given time? And Kaminsky, while he's... I won't say known as, but came in... As a guy who can shoot three, he's shown
0: less ability to do that as of late. I, yeah, it's really the only thing he's really shown. He's been able to do. That's why he's off his rookie rookie deal. Yeah,
1: I feel like you're. I mean, he's not he didn't estimating get, he correctly what his three point shooting percentages have been as of
0: late. What, like thirty four?
1: I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, you know Ultimate is it turns in it, it turns in uh, one of those things where again what are you looking for if if cam johnson and frank kaminsky for example can bring the same thing to the table why right. would you play johnson over or why would you play kaminsky over johnson at the same time and the question becomes can can johnson really get to the level or does he have the ability to get into that four spot in the nba Right. If you're looking at him as a three, then then he's he's out of the rotation. way down the bench.
0: <laughs> he's out of the rotation until someone gets injured. But Not I,
1: I, I think, and this kind of may... Perhaps it goes back to the point that I was making earlier, and that is the Suns have pieces that they can plug in based on what they want to do and what the situation is.
0: Right, and they've got... Weirdly got depth. Yeah, I, I mean, mean... I mean, we've said that in the past, mm-hmm. but a lot of that was potential and hope. But, I mean, at certain positions, you know, you can... Out, outside of losing Booker, or probably Aiton, you know, there's somebody who can, you can fill whatever role needs to be filled. You know, right. God forbid rookie Rubio goes down, Johnson can fill in. Johnson played moderately well, and the Suns had some of their best success last season when they had that lineup of uh, when both. Ubre and Johnson were playing right so you could spell Rubio for a bit if he gets injured and then that would be it'd be interesting because clearly Ty Jerome would get the backup minutes in, at that point so it'd be interesting to see what he brings to the table mm-hmm. in a situation like that um on the forward spot you're you know like the the wing spot I mean we're not sure who's gonna win this win the job whether it's Mikhail or uh, Ubre, so clearly, which if one of those guys goes down, the other one's there, right? And you know, we can figure out the the backup. You know, that's where Cam Johnson could theoretically come in.
1: I think ultimately you're going to come out of training camp looking at when you're when you're looking at at least the the, the front court. I think Kaminsky is going to be the guy, even though, like I said, I would rather give minutes to Johnson, but ultimately. Much better. Paul just showed me a depiction from Twitter of a Suns jersey that would have been way better than what they put out. But anyway, um, and you can say whoever that came from in a moment, Paul. But I think I think they'll go with who has seniority. Unless unless one of those rooks just blows everybody out of the water at training camp, I do feel like, yeah, I like that too. I, I feel like... Uh, Monty Williams is to a certain extent kind of an old school guy, yeah.
0: Yeah. And well, he's, I mean, he's gonna
1: make the he's gonna make those those kids earn their minutes and, and that's not saying they won't get those minutes. But I don't think we're gonna come out of training camp all of a sudden seeing Johnson or or Ty Jerome or anybody else shockingly jump into significant rotation minutes.
0: Yeah, and, and that definitely—I don't think that was the intent of the season by any means. But and like the way the off season, clearly they they wanted experience. I mean, that's even the way they drafted, which is right. I mean, interesting from the standpoint of we drafted guys with experience, but then for the purposes of being able to play them and not having the um, learning curve that we've had in previous years under the McDonough regime, and then now we're in a position that. The first time in a long time, we're not expecting our rookies to actually be a significant part of the rotation. It's comforting, isn't it? It's comforting, but it's just kind of ironic.
1: Yeah. I feel like more comforting than ironic.
0: Yeah. I mean, we got to the point where we're we're
1: here with, with a bunch of guys who are now starting to fill what presumably will be legit, significant minutes who came in. Really expecting them to fill legit significant minutes. And now we have a couple we have we have some rooks that have the ability, based on their tenures in college, to come in and play right away, but we don't expect them to, you know? So for me it's it's more comforting than ironic. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Is that it? Your turn. Alright, so let's uh <laughs> First of all, why don't you you showed me Paul showed me a couple of uh, mocks of Suns jerseys that could have been better than what they came out with.
0: Yeah, I mean, and i I want to give a I want to give a quick uh, shout out to uh, Craig a Hamill out there on Twitter. He's really creative and he's created a bunch of designs that are kind of really off the wall and some of them are actually really really cool, but. Um, the, what Justin was speaking to specifically right now was Sansford and Sons, um, mm. did so, put together, photoshopped up a handful of more traditional mockups of something that the Suns could wear. Kind of marry, weirdly marrying the um, previous jersey design that we had prior to the current set, as well as the everybody's favorite jersey from the uh 90s and they actually look pretty solid you can not check. my
1: favorite just for the record
0: what the sunburst jerseys? not your favorite oh i already i already commented earlier
1: if i would want them to go back to the traditional phoenix on the chest oh yeah you want the famous. old old ones yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: The, the with the cowboy lettering so when you say everybody most everybody there you go most everybody but and he put together some interesting designs Actually makes the orange kind of work. Um, so he these are definitely better than what the Suns have. I'll just tell you that right now, and they should have paid him to do this. Beautiful. Or somebody on Twitter who, because there's a million people out on Twitter who are way more creative than apparently whoever the Suns hired.
1: Way to go, Suns. All right. Let's 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 go one last brief thing, Paul, and then we'll wrap up this episode. All right.
0: All right. Um, all right.
1: Going back to today's media day. Yeah. Now, Devin Booker was asked about all the stuff during the offseason. He came up with the good answer of, I don't really care about that stuff. I just want to focus on my game and win. Good. What I want to focus on, though, maybe not so much focus, but just comment on, is when Monty Williams was asked about what the team's expectations are this year, he said, and this might seem to most people to be Pessimistic? Not pessimistic, but just you know, it's not, it's not uh, all that. It's it's not all that um, optimistic. Not even optimistic. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, it's it's kind of coach speak. Mm-hmm. But but it makes so much sense for this roster for this team. Right. And when he was asked what the expectations are, he said, are "Our and and I quote quote Our expectations are to be able to improve every month." End quote. Thank you. That's that's all. That's all we as Suns fans, from my perspective, need is consistent improvement. I don't want somebody sitting there going, "We're gonna make the playoffs." We know that's
0: probably not gonna happen. Probably not gonna happen. Probably not. There are um, some, there are some people out there who have hey very lofty predictions. I, I and I appreciate
1: those lofty pre- predictions, and I'm not shying away from them. Apparently,
0: but, I'm not the only one who is offered to give up their Podcast seat if those <laughs> oh wow, wow. <laughs> if those uh, predictions come true our,
1: our boy our, our boy Dan's just going to be on everybody's podcast hosting no all, all of them podcasts, are going to be
0: his podcast all podcasts but <laughs> some mergers and acquisitions going on
1: <laughs> but I just I just when you have a team like we've said today like we've said in the past is basically a brand new team roster wise and also a brand new team front office wise and a brand new team coaching staff wise all you can look for is for them to improve right we yeah. can't sit here like sitting here and trying to make predictions as to what the Suns are or are not going to be doesn't make sense because you don't know you have no baseline to work off of we can't work off of last season i mean i can sit here and be like well the Suns are going to do this based on last year and it's the same thing as saying the Suns are going to do this based off of what they did in 1994 like it, the the teams are equally comparable. Am I equally? But okay, that's an exaggeration. But you get what I'm saying. I get what
0: you're saying. Yes, when you when you return, what five, maybe six guys, maybe who p- played on last year's team, not even were there the whole season, didn't get to go through training camp. I mean, there.
1: And let's not forget who else didn't go through training camp last year. The coach, Devin Booker.
0: True, true. You know, stupid hand injuries. Which, which I still to this day say, start them off. Get hurt on company time.
1: Heal on company. There you There you go. But, but I mean, ultimately, <clears throat> that's what we want to see: is improvement. Month one, teams melding, melding, melding together. Month coming one together, better
0: be under above five
1: hundred. Getting used to each other. Month two, the system that, that Monty Williams is put into place is starting to really resonate with the players. Month three, build on that. Month four, build on that. That's all we can really ask for as Suns fans, I think. And to have a coach that has that recognition, I think, is important. I mean, I feel like... And, and I'll raise my hand and admit that I was wrong, but Earl Watson... That that dude probably been like, I just want to improve. I just want everybody to love each other. Everybody as a person, and make sure that they 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 love one another, and become more flexible through all the yoga classes we take. Like, I don't. I'm done with that. I don't need that. I need a coach that says, I see where our team is. I see where our team wants to go. I see where I want this team to go. I see how and to get there. It's going to take baby steps. In the words of The great Bob from What About Bob. Baby steps. Right? (laughs) Baby steps. Baby steps to a better record. Baby steps to the top half of the conference. Baby steps to a run in the playoffs. Baby steps to whatever it's going to be. Baby steps to a championship. (laughs) That's all we can hope for. But the first step is the first baby step, Paul. Monty Williams clearly recognizes that. (laughs) I don't know why you're laughing. I'm serious right now. (laughs) Anyway, Paul, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you should just let it be. Just let it go? All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah, Let's wrap it up. Man, that was an epic finish to fanning the flames. So. Yeah. Next time we record, we'll probably be at least a preseason game in. Probably. We'll, we'll could, be, a, could be. Actual could Actual basketball be, to talk about. Could be two weeks into the regular season. Who knows? <laughs> We're the most wanted commodity in Suns Podcasts. Just remember that. No, excuse me. The rarest, rarest commodity. commodity. <laughs> totally different topic. Totally different different ideals right there. But rarity plus
0: desire equals value value tons of value so the most valuable podcast you can
1: get, <laughs> you can find me on twitter so it says Jay paul i'm at dervish of world and the pod is at fan the flames nba and since i didn't say it at the beginning we are on all the major platforms where you can find podcasts subscribe to us on there like us on there comment on us on there comment about us on there whatever you want intro outro music provided by oceans over airplanes check them out over at oceansoverairplanes.com. they actually changed the name of the band i'll update everybody who cares next episode and until next time depending on when you're listening thank you for listening and have yourself a good morning good afternoon or good, good evening night. oh paul just want to